Don't call it a comb back. I'll have hair for years. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? Grab my glasses. I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. You know what I do if I own a hockey team? This is the Press Box. I hire a sumo wrestler. With Grady and Bischoff. I'd give him a uniform, transportation, 500 bucks a week to sit in the goal, eat a ham sandwich, and enjoy the game. My team would never get scored on. On ESPN Las Vegas. We would get scored on constantly. Maybe, but we sell a few tickets. Here we go. So you're telling me there's no chance with the Kings. ESPN 1100, <laughs> 100.9 FM. It's Ed, Tyler, and Jared. Kings didn't come through last night. What a shame. The first bite. No, that was by you. <laughs> Who was more pathetic? The Kings or the Sharks? Oh, so tough. I, I mean, can you go 50-50? I didn't watch either, because why would you? <laughs> I was watching the Dodgers, and they actually came on an hour after the Knights. I didn't watch any of that. Um, I set up both six zero. I don't know who's, who's more pathetic. I, I don't know. They're both terrible. Yeah, it wasn't like they didn't show up. Yeah, it, it, so the amazing part is we spend yesterday talking about okay, the divisions coming down to Wednesday and maybe Thursday. The Kings and the Sharks; those are the two teams. If one of them can put up a fight, we might have an interesting division battle. And both games are just complete blowouts that are over within like the first 10 minutes. I mean, both the Avalanche and the Golden Knights at one point had more goals than their opponent had shots on goal. Like, (laughs) well, the Kings had a shot with a minute left in the period. But I will tell you, like I did, I did check the I went to the gym and I got in the car and I checked the score. And at that point, Colorado had not scored. And but someone tweets they're on the power play. I'm not kidding. I drove down the street, stopped, looked at the phone, it was 3-0. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I'm like, I drove a block. I mean, it was like, I will say, let's say the Sharks were more, I'm going to say the Sharks were more pathetic because I, no matter what you say, and I don't think you thought this yesterday, but if anyone was going to steal when I thought we thought it might be the king, like the Sharks, like I don't think I, they're starting the rookie goalie. They had no interest whatsoever. They were 0-7 against them. Like I never thought they could win. But the Kings, for some reason, I said, well, I don't know. So shouldn't that make the Kings more pathetic? Uh, reverse reverse psychology. <laughs> I just know it was like over quickly, 3-0. Like I drove a block and it's 3-0. And I'm like, my God. They were just on the power play. They, and they hadn't scored. The only thing I knew from Twitter is 3-0 and the Kings hadn't taken a shot yet. Yeah, There's like a minute left good. in the period. Um What's great about this is that this is exactly what the Honda division deserved this year because the Honda division was so bad. The bottom of this division was so bad that this is exactly how the Honda division was meant to be determined. The two good teams, the two teams that could actually win the Stanley cup, just thrashing two of the bad teams to where like, again, non-competitive games like last night, last night should have been a game where into the third period, you're watching the Golden Knights and what, you know, they're up two to one or three to two or something like that. And hey, the Avalanche are tied with the Kings going into the third. And you're like legitimately sitting there. You're watching. Right. Every goal could mean something. Like every goal could change the outcome of the division. But both games by like the time the second period started, it 
there was no chance the other team was coming back because they were playing so horribly and already down by multiple goals. Which makes it crazy because last night was far more competitive than next year's division will be. Oh, so that was oh, it's unbelievable. You're hello, losing Colorado. Hello, Kraken. You're losing Colorado, St. <laughs> Louis, and Minnesota. The three playoff teams outside of Vegas. You're adding Kraken. And you're adding an expansion team in Seattle, Nate a Schmidt. non-playoff team in Vancouver, and a Connor non-playoff McDavid. team in Calgary, and Connor McDavid yeah. in Edmonton. Yeah. Like next year in that division, there's legitimately only going to be two teams that made the playoffs this year, Edmonton and Vegas. Like that division is going to be, somebody's going to have to make the playoffs that's trying to tank. Like Man. somebody that's trying oh to rebuild. Can I predict right them. now the Kings will make the playoffs next year? They probably should. <laughs> They'll probably be favored to <laughs> yes. make the playoffs next year. Torts and Flurry up in Seattle are going to do yeah. great things. <laughs> it was just, I mean, is there, oh, we were talking about Grubauer, like, you know, hey, Zerunay could play back-to-back. You have to because the win division. The guy, like, shot, shot two shots last night. He's got to play tonight. He was, like, rusty. Playing the back, no, they're playing the backup. They, tonight? Yeah. Um, Bednar last night are in their post-game serious? press conference for the Avalanche said they're playing the backup. Ooh. I mean, if you don't give up a shot on goal, it doesn't matter who's in goal. I'm surprised. I am, too. I'm to surprised. You're going to go all the way to the end, and he saw no action last night. It's one thing if he shot 40 shots last night. It's okay. You know, he's not going to be focused. You're going all the way to the end, winner take all, and you're not starting your goalie. It, I assume McKinnon will be out again. Um, I don't know on McKinnon, but I would assume so, too. Uh, 18 shots on goal for the Kings last night is all Philip Grubauer had to do. In three periods. Okay, I'm. I've got to tell you, I'm shocked. I, I'm, I, sh- I I'm surprised. That's that's really a little cocky there, saying I, I can't believe that. I, you're going all the way to the end, and you're not starting your number one goalie. That's weird. I'm yeah. sorry. I think it's. A, I think there's a couple things. A, the Kings were so bad last night that the Avalanche don't really care who's in goal. But B, I I think Vegas. It's more important to Vegas to get the one seed than it is to Colorado. Oh, I would say yes on the matchups for sure. Yeah, because Colorado has handled Minnesota this year, and they've handled St. Louis. So Colorado probably doesn't view much of a difference between Minnesota and St. Louis, whereas we've talked about it. The Golden Knights, like it's like it could be make or break for their playoff run if they get Minnesota versus St. Louis in the first round. Will Twitter break if the Vegas Golden Knights win the President's Cup? Oh, oh. On, on another team losing? It'll break. Yeah. And then, you'll, and then you'll have your you'll wait for all the tweets and then you'll wait you, then you'll tweet backing in. That's what they did. They backed in. If if the Kings beat the Avalanche, especially tonight, after last night, yes. like after last night, if the Kings win tonight, that is backing the truck up all the way into the parking space. I mean, the way the Kings played last night. Yeah, are they even showing up tonight? They might be home by now. Why would you? <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize the Sharks last night. They played their last game on Sunday, and then or Saturday, excuse me, and then had three full days off before playing they, on Wednesday. Well, it was rescheduled then because nobody's right. been getting yeah, three days off. Yeah, this one was rescheduled off. because, yeah. of, because yeah. of the avalanche pause. But, like, if you were the Sharks, why'd they even show up? So now it's interesting to actually watch that score early on tonight. Well, no, but yes. Like, it's interesting because if something happens, the avalanche lose the division and the Golden Knights win it, but nothing's going to happen. I tried to tell you yesterday. This is the worst team against the Avalanche this year. The Kings have performed worse against the Avalanche than anyone else in the division. They're now, what, one in six? They've got one win in seven games against the Avalanche, and they have the worst expected goals. I didn't even look up what it was last night. I assume the Avalanche expected goals were like 95% last night. But this is the worst of all the teams in the West. This is the worst performance against 
the avalanche all season. It's a bit arrogant tonight. And they'll be fine. It's not arrogant when you're playing some terrible team. It's like acting like Alabama's arrogant when they're playing <laughs> Northwestern Tech or something in week 12 of the season. And the backup with Saban gets two snaps. Yes. Well, we're up 38-0. I can give him one snap, right. that lunatic. It's like calling that. It's It's brutal. I will say... To go back to answer our original question, who was more pathetic? I think it's the Sharks. Not because I had any expectations that they would win that game last night. Because they did field, you know, half of an AHL roster in that game. But this this was supposed to be like, this is like the biggest rivalry the Golden Knights have. And we saw throughout the season some chippy games. But the Golden Knights won all eight against the Sharks this year. Last night wasn't competitive. And last night, not only was it not competitive, like it wasn't fun. Like the Sharks didn't care. Like they didn't, they didn't have any interest in being there, which again, they played on Saturday and had to wait three days before they played their last game of the season. And they've got nothing to play for. But I was more disappointed in the Sharks because normally we get golden night sharks and we're excited. Yeah, it wasn't, it Uh. wasn't that long ago that the playoff series happened. And then the very next regular season, they, the NHL started the year with back-to-back games against the sharks for the golden Knights. And everybody was excited about that. And now we're what a year and a half removed from that. And it's like, yeah, the sharks can't even compete with the golden Knights in games. I'm surprised as well. Uh, given the head coach allowed Shang Ping to do all exit interviews over the last three games, <laughs> three days. And <laughs> coach, should I see you now? Go on zoom. Shang has some questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, the exit interviews were the greatest always. Like, don't they have a game left? Uh, so they obviously, look, they didn't show up. And, and, you know, Burns, Carlson, there were guys in the ice that, you know, you would, I don't know. I don't know them personally. I mean, I don't know if they played hard. I mean, I don't know if they, they obviously didn't care much. I mean, but, you know, it, it was be- just pathetic. The best was the Golden Knights didn't care. They they scored six goals. I don't think anybody celebrated. <laughs> Will Carrier scored a goal last night and just, like, skated to the bench like he his shift was over. Like, well, Carrier doesn't score, and that guy scored and just didn't celebrate. I'd like, listen, the guys that scored last night, Will Carrier, Dylan Sakura, Keegan Colasar. Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, Petrangelo, throw him in there, too. Like, these are guys that aren't scoring very much. I know it's a blowout. I know the Sharks look like they don't want to be there. I'm celebrating. Like I am. If I score a goal and I'm one of those guys, I'm celebrating. I'm like you've been there before. I'm giving a grade to Alex Tuck's tweak as uh, incomplete. The tweak. Yes. Incomplete. Because that tweak was him going in during the period and saying, what the hell am I doing out here? (laughs) (laughs) And Stone, why are you still playing? I mean, I would question why did Mark? What if it was 6-0? Was it pathetic enough to where it was 6-0? You'd only skate flurry out there. But the Sharks could only, you'd have a distance that they could only shoot from. Would they still win? Like, Fleury would just sit there blocking all the shots. Like, they couldn't skate in the, you know, oh, crease. I mean, yes. they, they couldn't do that. But if he was just like in the, you know, in the warm-ups when they, you know, yeah, they'd, shoot yeah. at him, I think they would have won. They would have won 6 Because nothing. he would have just caught all the shots and, like, cleared it down the ice. Yes. And he would just sit there, yeah. he would just sit there saving all the shots. Yeah. Hell, I think you could let the Sharks shoot from anywhere. And Fleury <laughs> still probably would have kept him under six. I like, would have loved it because you had had four, 14 of those, like, windmills that everyone gets excited about. Love he, the windmill. He dropped the... <laughs> love it. Love it. Love the windmill. He dropped the windmill last Oh, he night. did? I didn't it watch. Wasn't, it wasn't the... It wasn't... Like, he. it wasn't the full classic windmill, 
but one oh. went in his glove and he started to move it up and it popped out of his glove. Oh. <laughs> Gotta have the windmill. And I was hoping he gave up a goal by dropping a windmill. That'd what if one time he did the windmill and he's coming back down and it slips out his glove and goes in the net? Yeah, could that happen. could happen because you're making the whole circle. Yeah, well, could happen. One of my favorite one one of my favorite ones ever is he did the poke check and he poke checked it directly back to the other team and they just skated around. Yes. Poke check is high risk, high reward, yeah. except against the Sharks. They don't have, there's no reward coming when, when it's the Sharks. But I'm sure he had a tweak. I just said, eh, it's 6-0. It, it's 6-0 at that point is when you get the tweak, right? Yeah, everyone Whether you have, have it or not, you get, everyone should have been tweaked. Everyone should have had a tweak. Yes. Mark Stone, like everyone except Dylan Sakura. Well, Sakura's like, I'm not getting a tweak. Yes. It's the first time, I, right. second time I scored in my like, life. Sakura and Colasar and Carrier. Didn't Colasar score? Yeah, they all three oh. of them scored. Yeah. It, those three didn't have to have a tweak. We can even throw like Nick Waugh in there so you can have just a fourth what? skater. Yeah, just like those guys didn't need to have a tweak. But like Mark Stone, ugh. why wasn't he happy? Why didn't that feel, guy have a tweak? He's feeling a little swollen, Mark. Yeah, why is he might out wanna, there? Might want to get out of there. Like, yeah, I, like I, they probably should have. Petrangelo not knowing what to do with himself. He scored two straight games. I got a tweak. <laughs> I, I, I got a tweak. Oh, uh, so again, what tonight, a game. the Kings, I'm actually interested now because they're starting the backup. Like if Grubauer started, I wouldn't even like at nine o'clock. I'm like how much they win by. But if that guy, if they're starting the backup, they, you're right. They must just like, yeah, let these guys have the weird president's banner. No one, you know, who wants, I mean, they must think we're, it doesn't matter. We're going to beat whoever we play. And they outshot the Kings by 30 last night. 30. Uh, did I do my math right? No, I didn't. 29. <laughs> my Big difference. Goodness. Big difference. 29? Yeah. They, they obliterated Who started them. for the Kings? I don't know. In net, I don't Is know. Quick? Some poor soul. I don't know if it was quick I, or I, not. I don't think it matters Hopefully if you Jonathan get shot by 29. Hopefully Jonathan Quick went home. <laughs> Hopefully he's like, no thanks, guys. Do you, you're you're really at customs. Like, you're a big tanking guy. Oh, like, I love tanking. Is this good? I mean, oh, well, there's no doubt the Kings and Sharks should be trying to lose. There's no doubt they should not be trying to win these games. Why? Because you get a better draft pick. Well, it's one game. I don't look. I don't know the stand. Oh, yeah, I don't know right. the standings well the enough to where where the scene, where the they're gonna I fall. Mean, the Canadian division's still playing for like the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they're, gonna <laughs> play, they're gonna be playing regular season <laughs> games next week. Minnesota up three one in the series. Edmonton's right, playing Vancouver right. in a regular season game tonight. The Colorado's gonna have swept the Blues. <laughs> St. Louis <laughs> and the for whatever reason the Canucks are still playing a game. It's like, why? Because oh, we got to put them on yeah, TV. Who the on. hell's watching? The Canucks had a COVID pause. They have six games left. Are even Canucks fans going to watch a Canucks game yeah. when it's going head-to-head with an actual playoff uh, game? What a disaster. That's a, that is the ultimate, let's ask a Canadian, coming up with Darren Millard. <laughs> like, do you guys just watch, uh, like, on a random Tuesday if there's just hockey on and neither are your team? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, they'll probably tell us they televise eight and under hockey games for people to watch. All right, coming up next, the Raiders' schedule is official. Ed's really optimistic. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Schedule release day is finally behind us. All right, we made fun of schedule release day yesterday because all of the games were pretty much all the games were leaked before the actual schedule release TV show. But I didn't realize the actual NFL teams were going to just put out their schedules before the TV show. 
Yeah. Like the Raiders send out a video and an email at like what? 4:45 yesterday, yeah. 15 minutes before the TV show. Yeah. What's the point of the TV show? It's usually like writers like Adam up before him trying to figure it out and you get the first week cuz you said yesterday Fox and CBS they always put out their first week's games cuz you know, they want to get those out as possible and the NFL wants to get them to the books as quickly as possible for lines cuz the NFL really hates gambling. Uh but yeah, like in the midday we knew the Raiders schedule. It didn't even need to be embargoed. <laughs> Like, no, who here's cares? the schedules. Yeah. Here's the schedules embargoed. Wait a minute. Someone just tweeted it. <laughs> it's embargoed. Why, Why is it embargoed? Why is it on Twitter by 30 people? Uh, right. Yeah. So the schedule is out officially. And the Raiders, I, I've got two different metrics here. Warren Sharp, who's got his own website that does a lot of football analytics. He says the Raiders have the toughest schedule in the NFL. Oh, I saw second toughest. Okay, he says toughest. Uh, Mike Clay, who does uh, like roster projections and builds out, you know, this is who has the best roster in the NFL. He says the Raiders have the sixth hardest schedule. Oh. So these aren't based on like past win totals or anything like that. This is simply based on guys and their projections for how good teams will be next year. Raiders have pretty much. I, oh, I saw another one that was sport. I think it was the the sports book. Someone said second. Was second. I, what, I think okay. I saw that yeah, one too. But on. no matter what you look at, anybody projecting out teams for next year says the Raiders have one of the six, seventh hardest schedules in football, if not the hardest schedule in football. That can be what makes the difference here because the Raiders are firmly in that realm of average NFL team. And you've got to be just slightly above average as an NFL team or be in the NFC East to make the playoffs. And when your schedule is difficult, you're much less likely to make it if you're one of those average teams. Because take Denver as an example. Denver, uh, according to Mike Clay, has the ninth easiest schedule. So, like, I think the Raiders are better than the Denver Broncos this year. But if the Raiders have one of the 10 most difficult schedules and the Broncos have one of the 10 easiest that could be all it takes for Denver to finish with, sure. you know, nine wins and the Raiders yeah. with eight. And, right. and that, that could be what it takes for Denver to be a legitimate playoff team and the Raiders not to have any chance. Yeah. I mean, it's, I looked at the schedule. You laughed at me this morning. Let's go. Okay. Let's, right, so let's do on. it. So game on. by game. I will say optimistic. this. I will say this. Team by team. Game I by did game. this yesterday in a podcast with Cassie, or excuse me, with Heidi. And she said, go. And all I could do is look at the team and go, I knew, I don't That's know. Perfect. Why would we want anything else? And I think I came up with nine. Let's go. And there was a long all pause right. by Heidi. All right. All right. Everybody ready? Okay. Ready? Baltimore. Loss. Loss. All right. Pittsburgh. Loss. Win. Oh, Whoa. we're already off to a roaring start. a bum. Oh, yeah, but their man. defense is good. Roethlisberger's a bum. Did All you right. see that playoff game? They snapped it over his head on the first play, and the Browns won really? by 30. So this, now, you, we've already been shocked here. I didn't no, know. Okay. I, right. Yeah. Miami. Win. Loss. Okay, so we're both, we're both at two. Two is coming back no. with a vengeance. I'm at two wins. You're at one? Yeah. I'm, I'm at both, zero thus we're far. We're both at one. You're. Oh, yeah, we're both at one. <laughs> I, I'm, it's, I, er, it's early. <laughs> I was bad at math. <laughs> Chargers. Loss. Loss. Chicago. Win. Win. I'm still at zero wins. Denver. Win. Loss. I'm at my first win. Philadelphia. Win. Win. You have So what do you have? I'm on a three-game win streak right here. Well, I know because they're going to lose four of their last seven because it's like the, that's what always happened. <laughs> so going into the bye, I have them at three and four. Ed has them at four and three. So what happened? I have them with two. Jared has there. them at oh oh and seven. 
Yes, all ties. <laughs> all score, what is this, all what is that category tie? by? Or what is uh, that score say? Yeah. Bye. Win. They get healthy that, during that, the bye. That's getting me to nine. <laughs> I got the win during the bye. Hey, they always win the bye week. Giants. Uh, loss. That, it's at the Giants. It's a it's 10 a.m. game. Yeah. yeah, they lose those. Kansas City. You got it. I mean, you got to tell me who Abrams covering, but I'm going to say loss. <laughs> well, I'll tell you no what. I'm going to say now loss. who he's supposed to be yeah. covering is a different right. question. Also a loss. Littleton is who he's covering. Cincinnati win. Also a win. That just seems. That just seems like such. Seems a, too easy. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Okay. It seems too easy. But which one? The Cincinnati one? Yeah. It's too. It's, right. We're sitting here saying yeah. Like Jared said, is I'd like to know if Burrow's healthy. It's kind of different. Dallas. Tough one. I'm shocking you and saying win. Oh, I'm actually like looking at all the games like on the I'm schedule. I think that's the one I'm most excited to watch because it might be two good offenses against two horrific yeah. defenses. Yeah, I'm gonna like, say win. That might be 38-35 on Thanksgiving. I have them losing to Dallas. Washington football team win. Also a win. Yeah, I agree. Kansas City again at our oh, loss. Loss. Well, there's a, there's a rule in Kansas City you can only do one one lap around the uh, stadium once in five years. So you just they already have theirs. It's in the books. I I I'm telling you, being a Kansas City fan, the, the for all those years that the Raiders were bad, they would always play the Chiefs really really hard. They did and, last year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. no, but it was always confusing because we would wind up with a game that had like 19 flags. And Michael Crabtree catches a touchdown because there's no time left on the clock, but they get to run an extra play. <laughs> so, whatever. Cleveland. Oh. Stefanski mad about last year. That's a loss. It is a loss, unless there's grapple again yeah. and May- Mayfield can't throw up more yeah. than two yards. Grapple. Denver again. Win. Win. You have him sweeping Denver. He does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come Indy. On. Loss. Me too. That was one of my wins. All right. They do have Carson Wentz. That could be a win, but I think the rest of that team is good enough. Chargers. Am I at eight or nine? Uh, let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm. Okay, so I'm going seven and ten. You have them losing to the Chargers? Uh, I'll have them lose them. Because I think the Chargers are probably playing for something. Oh, no, I can't count. Eight. You have them at oh, eight. Oh, eight and nine. Yeah. All right, sorry. So okay. you have them at eight and nine. Okay. I have them beating the Chargers. Oh, so what do you got them at? Seven and ten. Okay. All right. Six and 11. You got them six and no, 11? No, no, you're 0 and 17. James. All right, all right, fine. You don't get to predict anything else. But anytime they tie this year, you get to take a victory lap. They're and around, do I yes, have to, around the studio. Do I have to we, actually, we actually need to, like tomorrow, we need to just record you saying... Week one against the Ravens, tie, and just go through every game, and then we can be like, back in May, Jared predicted this game. It'll be great. The so, surprising one of all of it to me is you had him winning at Pittsburgh, and I had him winning at Dallas. Yeah, Pittsburgh's a bunch of bums. They'll win that game. I I don't understand that at all. It's a good defense against a good offense, and then a bad defense against a bad offense. 
Yeah, the Raiders are going to have eight interceptions this season. Four are going to come against Roethlisberger. All of Max Max Crosby's sacks are yes, going to come in the, that game. That'll be the game. No, it's Cleveland Furl. That'll be the game that Cleveland Furl has two and a half sacks and a forced fumble. And everybody's like, oh, he's turning the corner. And then he goes eight weeks without looking at the quarterback again. <laughs> really, uh, look, I got him an eight and nine. I, can't, I can only predict one thing better than eight and nine that Gruden might mention. He has the toughest schedule in the NFL. Oh, he will. Absolutely. Uh, on the zoom under yeah. over under over how many times oh, that's the thing. The first zoom call. How you doing coach? Well, you know, I have the toughest schedule in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, how often will that be mentioned? L- literally. What's the over under on that? Nonstop. How, yeah. how many sycophantic questions is he going to get? Like, wow, you got a really tough schedule coach. Uh, how you feeling about the upcoming season? I don't know how many times, but I can tell you he'll ask it. Man, you have them finishing one and four to end the year. I do? Collapse number well, three. I, Man. I, what is that? A shock? Man, I got them finishing two and three to end the year. You got them finishing one and four. That is major collapse. I, All right. I, oh, hold on. I is there is there a possible way for me to predict that the Chargers have already like wrapped up one of the expanded playoff spots and they like fit their starters? And they win against the Chargers in week. Oh, so seven. you're going one oh and sixteen. Yes, but it's just so that it moves them out of a good, out of a top ten draft what pick. Would, would OO and seventh? What would that get you in the draft? <laughs> Hell, that might make the playoffs with an extra spot. The quarterback from North Carolina. <laughs> OO and Sam Howell. OO and seventeen might make the playoffs. It would be a good storyline if the Raiders had the first right. overall pick in a Las Vegas draft, though. It would be My great. People would but be pretty OO excited. OO and seventeen would be better than an under five hundred team. Yeah. Oh sure. They get the number one pick. All right. No, they wouldn't. They'd get the playoffs. Uh, okay. Wait, oh, oh, and 17? To, 17 ties. We got to go to break, but 17 yep. ties. It's half a loss, half a win in the standings. That's better Does than anyone... that's better than eight and nine, but worse than nine and eight. All I want is the post game. Well, we didn't lose. That'd be great. Undefeated. They, they're the Dolphins. Second undefeated season in NFL history. Coming up next, David Roth. Is Tyler a know-it-all? Can you prove him wrong? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. We're happy to talk to him. He just seems happy to talk to anyone. David Roth from The Defector is with us on the Press Box. Subscribe to The Distraction on Stitcher and use the promo code DISTRACT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm good. How are you all? We are good to go. Um, All right. I want to start with horse racing. What's your favorite Bob Baffert excuse so far? Uh, I think the the P. Hay. uh, (laughs) I feel bad that that one didn't work out, but that was... Really one of those things where, I mean, because I don't follow horse racing that closely, but I follow it closely enough to know that, like, with that and cycling, like, most of what I know are, like, the excuses that people make for how they accidentally wound up with steroids in their system. But that one was, like, it was, like, something that my nephew would come up with. Like, it was, like, it involved, like, a guy takes cold medicine, he pees on hay, the horse eats the hay, ergo, like, I don't know, like... It's really hard for an adult to come up with something that whimsical. Like it has to. Like it's absolutely a game of mousetrap more than it is like an argument for well, what happened or didn't happen. We were saying the other day the great thing has to be if this happened, the horse had to be watching him pee because there's a lot of hay in each barn. So if he doesn't know where it is, how could he eat it? I mean, was he standing behind this guy as he peed out the medicine? 
was really like, I think that this is the part of it that I've like struggled not to make silly jokes with too, is that like the idea of the horse having some intent in this, like to be like, Oh, that looks like that might have some picograms in it. Like is all kind of like when Trump called the horse a junkie on his little private blog that he has and stuff like that, where it's like, it's a horse, man. Like it doesn't know even that it's a horse, like leave it alone. Well, that, that was actually before we got to the pee that was my favorite part of Bob Baffert talking about how, like, the horse felt bad yeah. and how it was like a sympathy story for the horse who ran such a great race. It's like, Bob, I don't think you know he won the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Like, I mean, he knows that he, like, started running and then he stopped and then, like, someone put some flowers around his neck. So, like, probably that was tight. Like, that sounds like it would be fun. Do you but think... I'm not sure it's, like, a treasured memory for um, <laughs> anybody with four legs in this scenario. Do you think the reason Bob Baffert was such a bad liar is because, like, no one ever called him on his crap as a kid when he came up with those lies, so he just assumed they always worked? I will say that the friend that I had that made up the craziest stories when I was a kid, like, actually has a Ph.D. and works for Elon now. Like, it's like, <laughs> he, it was so, like, maybe it works out in some ways. Like, maybe it was the sort of, like, the idea of, like, a second grader being like, I actually time traveled yesterday. You we were all like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's going to be the first one to do it. Uh, with Baffert, I, I mean, I have no idea where he, like, comes from, like, where we get people like that. I kind of find him fascinating. Uh, McKenna, Dave McKenna, who I work with, has, like, talked to him uh, at different events, and, like, he's, like, he's a star, man. He's got that magnetism. And every time I see him, he just reminds me of, like, Will Ferrell and Eastbound and Down, like, the crazy hair and the kind of, like, weird <laughs> vibe and stuff like that. Like, the idea of him as, like, a kid doing anything is kind of weird because I just see him with like the sunglasses and the hair. Should we not be as angry as we are? I don't know if anyone in the studio is at horses juicing or should we just juice them all? It's like the baseball thing. Like people still get angry at it and you know what happens. So should we just allow everyone to juice? I feel like with horses, the, the, the thing that's like depressing about it is that like, again, it's like they don't know and it's bad for them. <laughs> and like, so if there was like some way to like have it be like kinder to the animals, then like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, it's a weird sport anyway. Like, I mean, just like on the basics, like, what are we talking about here? Like, what is anybody talking about? Like, all these people going to <laughs> Kentucky to like get loaded and watch some animals <laughs> run in a circle is like, you know, they used to have like whatever four day long bicycle races too before they like invented the good sports. <laughs> like, so, like, how important is this actually? But yeah, I mean, I think with, with baseball, it's like, if I understood what the level of like juicing was and there was a way that it was like safe, like, yeah, I wouldn't be that mad about it. Like, I don't have to pitch to the guys, but maybe my opinion is invalid there. But yeah, with the horses, it's just like, it's so clearly dirty and so clearly bad for the sport. And yet, like, I don't know that like anybody involved really like cares about what's good for it. Like, you know, Baffert's not going to have to give his money back. Like the guy that owns the horse might. Uh, so the Oakland A's are saying that they need a new ballpark and they're they're going to look at relocation. Are they just using Las Vegas as leverage? Like, are they ultimately staying here and just want to pry some more public money out of Oakland? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everybody I know, I you know, it's weird because like I feel like Vegas is going to get a baseball team like sometime sooner than later. Like, there's clearly like I think it's Las Vegas and Nashville are like the two places that I've seen like talked about enough that it's clear that like someone in the league office is into the idea, but with the A's at all, it's like, it's the same thing that they do like seriously, like every 18 months, like they just, they want a stadium in a very specific place. The city does not want to give it to them. 
and like none of the people involved are very creative, so they're just constantly going to like keep finding new ways to make the same old argument. I do feel bad for Las Vegas in this regard because it's like, you know, it should have a major league team. Like, and it's the idea that like they're just always going to be used as leverage to like extract an extra few hundred million dollars out of Bay Area taxpayers is like that's like kind of demeaning for everybody. It seems like. No, we'll eventually get one because we'll write someone a check with our taxpayer money, so they're coming eventually. Right, I was going to say, like, you've already shown how it works. Yes, exactly. With the team from Oakland. <laughs> like, it can be done. Do you find it fascinating, we're talking about this yesterday, how fascinating do you fit, uh, find that there's not only a two-hour show on a schedule being released, but that it's supposed to be embargoed, and yet by the time that two-hour show starts, we all know the NFL schedule? I know, it's incredible. I mean, the NFL, I, I kind of respect... Like, with the draft, like, I actually kind of found the draft to be decent TV this year. Like, I don't know why or what that says about me or what level of, like, quarantine derangement I had achieved <laughs> that I was like, oh, look, it's the chair again. You know, like, I really was, like, completely just a child's mind. But with the the, the schedule show, it's like, it's so clearly a bad idea. Like, it's the idea of it being two hours long is hilarious. Uh, it Like, in the same way to me that, like, Every comic book movie is like two hours and 45. It's like longer than Apocalypse Now. Where it's like, you don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> but the idea of like some portion of that is going to be like a dramatic reveal of like Jets Panthers week five. <laughs> like for whom? Like, <laughs> like, how could you possibly think, even if you like work at the NFL, that somebody is going to be like, oh, they'll, they'll love this. Why? Or even that they'll watch it. Why Why do we care so much? Like, I know the NFL is king here, but, like, it's an e- It's a PDF and an email, and we're good to go. Why do we care so much about the damn schedule? That's the part of it that I don't get or why they felt like they need to. Because it's like you could just release the schedules, and then, like, ESPN and Fox Sports will do the programming for you. Like, they don't have any, that much else going on right now. Like, they want to talk about, like, regular season NBA games. Like, they will break down that schedule hardcore. Like, but you don't need to do it like it's the freaking cable ace awards. You know what I mean? Like, it does not demand like stagecraft and pomp. Like, just let people speculate about it. Well, I, and I, I don't think it like naturally suits itself very well to that, even as well as the draft does. I don't think it does. And it it can't be really the betting because that by the time this show ended yesterday, we had first week lines. So, and the schedule wasn't even supposed to be out, and people are betting on the first week. So, a lot of times, I think it goes into betting, but that can't be it either. Two-hour shows are just, it's just fascinating, the power of that league and kind of the obsession people have with it. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing with the NFL that's always been, like, uncanniest to me is, like, even as it's gotten, you know, like, and it is, like, absolutely the the king of sports the sports landscape right now, you know, like, I mean, that's that they've earned that, I guess it's a good product. Yeah. I don't understand the ambition to be like a 12 month out of the year thing. Like in this way, the idea that like, this is like this month's answer to the NFL draft. And then there'll be like, I don't know, like some sort of the, uh, like a musical about the OTAs or something. Like, I don't know how they're going to make this stuff work for the next few months, but there is like, I, I just don't, I don't understand the urge to do it like that. Like, I think everybody needs a little bit of a a rest from the NFL. Like just send the PDF out, let everybody like whatever, uh, spend some time with their families. Uh, Can you give us an update on a tweet you sent a few days ago about trying (laughs) to prepare and clean squid? (laughs) It was incredibly gross, dude. (laughs) It was, uh, it was, so 
you know, uh, when you get squid at the market, uh, it usually just looks like a kind of a weird white tube. Like it looks like medical equipment. You're just like, all right, cool. I'll chew that and eat it. <laughs> when you get it and it's got like eyes and uh, like weird uh, clear bones in it and stuff, like I was prepared for some like HP Lovecraft Eldritchian horrors. And like it was actually mostly it was just smelly, but it was a weird experience. <laughs> like, especially because when you're done doing it, and, like, you've sufficiently, like, I, my wife was in the entire other part of the apartment. I was like, just don't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's over, you just have the thing that you usually get from the market. And then there's, like, a bag full of goo that you need to dispose of. Uh, but, yeah, it came out good. We made a pasta with it. Was it cheaper to buy it whole than just buy it ready to go? Yeah, much. Okay. Uh, it was. It, we didn't have the option. Like, in the past, there has been... Like, you know, you can get, like, the tubes or you can get the thing with a face. And, like, I'm always like, oh, let's do the, uh, give me those, that medical equipment that you got. <laughs> like, I'm going to cook that. But in this case, they didn't have um, the clean stuff. And I figured that it was the kind of thing that, you know, like, uh, maybe it was good for me to confront what I was actually. It wasn't the sort of thing where, like, you know, octopuses are actually, like, very loving, intelligent creatures or whatever. Like, squid are apparently mean. I can now confirm that they're incredibly <laughs> ugly as well. They just happen to taste good. So it was, you know, luckily they are, they are plentiful and, uh, you know, I, I learned a valuable lesson. I would do it again. I don't think I'm ever going to get to the level. Like I was reading these instructions where they were like, you know, and you can harvest the ink. It's really good for using and others. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> rupturing any sacks. Like I'm a, I'm a lay person. Like, I'm trying to get this over with. Well, he is David Roth from The Defector. Oh, no, my last word was sex. Yes. It's a great ending. We, we transition well here in the press box. Uh, thanks, David. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, David. Thanks very much. See you guys. It's better than ending with baseball. <laughs> better than ending with anything. Yes. Harvest the sack. That's what you got to do when you get a squid. I've never bought a whole squid before, and I don't think I plan to after hearing that. All right, coming up next. Carolyn Goodman, she's throwing her hat in the ring because, of course, she has. She's been talking to the A's for two years. Want to be part of the show? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and leave your opinion. Oh, Carolyn Goodman. Going for it. Another pro sports team to not come to downtown Las Vegas. Uh, she talked to the Review Journal yesterday and said for over 20 years, these talks have included dialogue with league commissioners. And for the Oakland A's, these have been occurring since 2019. Carolyn's been talking to him for two years, Ed. She's how, got a head up in the race. That's how, collusion. How quickly we kick Seth Clarman to the curb. Oh, get, get out, out of here, hell for the out of here Seth. Get out of here. We don't need your money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the odds the odds were better than Colorado tonight that Goodman would interject herself into this conversation, <laughs> especially when Henderson once again went to the front of the line and said, don't worry, we'll give anyone what they want here, which write checks to people. The, I mean, the fact that Carolyn Goodman said, whoa, whoa, hold on. I've been talking to him 20 years. You know, I wasn't mayor for 20 years. It was her husband before that. Uh, not way, not my, a shot. That's my favorite part. Not a shot. We've been talking yeah. to league commissioners for 20 years, yeah. and they've never landed a team. Yeah, that, will, that should worry you. White's FC, but like... Shouldn't They've that worry you? Two decades of these conversations, and they can't land anything. Okay. But also, we've been talking to them. Not we've been having, like, meetings or anything. Like, I've that, been that, leaving them voicemails. Voice 
Please come to downtown Las Vegas. They they leave me on red on Instagram all the time. If we took Carolyn Goodman as a serious contender to find $700 million to give the A's to come here, the aviators literally just left that part of town and ha- can't tell anybody enough how great it is that they're yeah. not in that part of town again. How would it like, why would the major league team then want to be there? Like if the triple a team didn't want to be there and think life is so much better now that they're gone, there's no way the major league team would want to be there either. No, I think as much as we give a hard time to Henderson, if it came, it would be there. Yeah. I mean, if it came, I don't, I don't know. If it's coming. There's a lot of land in Henderson. There is a lot of land in Henderson. I just want to see, I wrote today, I just want to see March and Goodman on a debate with Anderson Cooper moderating. <laughs> I, I, that's all I want to see. If we get that, I don't care who the hell, what the hell you build. If I see Anderson Cooper in the same room with Goodman again, then it's over. You can build whatever you want at that point. <laughs> Deborah March would never, Deborah March would win the debate just by having Cooper ask Carolyn Goodman one question and Deborah <laughs> March like, I'm out, I'm out. Just let her go. And then at the end, Cooper look at Deborah March, you win. So we're going to have like a debate slash auction with, Anderson Cooper hosting to Absolutely. figure out who's going to give more money. Oh, we know who we figure out. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be a great debate uh, with Cooper. I mean, Vegas would never recover from it. But uh, I I, yeah, this was such time to never good. <laughs> you know that. I mean, she was going to interject. There's, there's anything that comes up with pro sports near downtown. They want it. They've always wanted. It. I'm not saying like it's bad. Hey, if you want to put a team down, then that's fine. But. It is, as you said, it is, I don't know if it's a positive thing when you say we've been talking to them for 20 years and, like, nothing's happened. It's like, eh, I don't know if I'd say that. Now, if you want to say you've talked to the A's for the last few years, okay, you see it's not working out in Oakland, but 20 years you've been talking to these people and nothing's happened? Which, by the way, you mentioned Seth Klarman. The timeline there is pretty interesting. If she's been talking to the A's since 2019. Yeah, if I'm Seth Klarman, I'm like, wait, hold on Because that's when Seth Klarman was, yeah. was going into this agreement exactly. or potential agree- negotiating period, I should say. To build a soccer field, a soccer stadium, and get an MLS team. Hey, in what? There. After that comment yesterday, Foley's in the lead now for bringing the Major League Soccer because, like, <laughs> Clarman's like, I'm out. Like, you're talking to these other people. You want my money? Foley's in the lead just because we haven't heard from Seth Clarman in a yeah. year. Don't even know where that guy is. Does he even was he, was he ever real? Yeah, because he has a Wikipedia page. I saw his picture once. <laughs> I saw his picture. Once. I saw his mugshot once. I'm like, I guess he exists. Couldn't even interview that guy. You had to like no, call mean, three other groups, and they'd no. be like, who? That guy's at one of those high-level guys where he doesn't speak. He just hires people to speak for him. So there's no way he was ever going to talk. And what was it? The Renaissance Group? Was yeah, that the it? Renaissance Group. They were kind of the people that represented him? Yeah. It's like a like a fake group put together so it wasn't like Seth Klarman. I just, I just, it's just such <laughs> craziness. I like, believe the term is shell company. There is a lot of land in Henderson and... <laughs> Obviously, she'll write the check because, you know, they'll buy anything down there to get a team. Wait, Jared, should we add this to the list of Marcus Mariota is yes. big? Henry Ruggs is fast, and there's a lot of there's a lot of land in Henderson. Henderson has a lot of land. Henderson has a lot of land. I think yeah. these, are, these are good uh, one-sentence yeah. breakdowns by Ed Green. The scouting oh, report on the city of Should I move to Henderson? No, there's a lot of land. No, there's a lot Henderson. of land Sources. down there. I just need the tweet. Sources. There's a lot of land. <laughs> Uh, sources close to the situation. Sources, sources, sources. There's so, a lot of land in Henderson. I would be very surprised if downtown Las Vegas was ever even a legitimate contender. Like you said, it's probably Henderson or nowhere yes. if the A's come.